And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. On Canberra Live with Leon Delaney. Money Matters with Luke Smith from Envision Financial Services. Hard to believe that it's Friday afternoon already. Oh. Luke Smith, good afternoon. It's like I'm here every other day. It's 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 funny how fast we are uh, tearing into Christmas. I don't even say the Christmas word. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You're right. It's the 1st of September today. Yeah. Winter is now behind us officially. Oh. Thank God. Um, I think there might be still a few chilly mornings ahead, mm. but nevertheless, it's you know good to know that we are seeing some sunnier days ahead, which is nice. And as you're quite right, you know, Christmas just around that corner. Yeah, we'll blink and uh, we'll be racing up and organising holidays. And it's it's funny how we were only talking in the office the other day about well, you know, later in the year we'll do this. And one of the girls said, "Look, it's going to be first of September, at the end of this week, and later in the year is now." Yes, it's, it's it's literally. I think after COVID, time has sort of just got quicker and quicker because twenty and twenty one mm. sort of just melted together. And I think you'll find, Luke, yeah. this is the effect of getting older. All oh, right, <laughs> as you get people, older, the years get shorter. People have said that for a while. I just <laughs> never wanted to believe uh, it. Well, you know, the psychology behind it is that the longer you've been alive one year uh, represents a smaller and smaller portion of your life. So, it, it, it you know, they go more quickly. Okay. All right, yeah. when, you, when you're two years old, one year is half your life. You know, <laughs> maybe, when you're 10 maybe years old. Maybe I've just old, got too much going on. When you, the, the weeks are ripping by Well, too it could quick. be that as well. <laughs> uh, yes. And, of course, 1st of September, it means if you haven't done your tax yet, you probably should pull your finger out. <laughs> Yes, it pays to ask your accountant where your group certificate is and if you don't know how to use MyGov, get on there and pull it down. Indeed. Now, when we uh, talk about our superannuation Mm. funds, we often talk about some of the investment options that are available and one that is commonly discussed is the so-called balanced option. And I know that many, many, many times before you've told me balanced does not always Mm. mean balanced. What does it mean? Yeah, look, again, off the back of last week, we talked about about the, the misconception that super is risky and we broke down that the underlying assets in your fund determine the amount of risk you take on. Today, I just want to point out that people need to be mindful of the fact that they come in, they sit down in my office and they say, I'm in the balanced option. And I say to them, what does that mean to you? It's balanced. It's equal. I said, by equal, you mean half and half, like a seesaw? And they say, yeah, like a seesaw, because I'm not an aggressive investor. So I want half of growth and half of defensive. Now, for me, I think of a seesaw. That, for me, is a balanced option. You and I get on a seesaw. If it's level, it's balanced. Oh, you're a bit bigger than I am, Luke. (laughs) If you and I did get on a seesaw, you'd be up in the air, I can assure you of that. And it's the same with your superannuation because what you think might be balanced, well, maybe one side is a bit heavier than the other. And And that is all I want people to take from today and to start to look a little bit deeper into... What fund are you in and what does balanced mean in the fund that you use? It's not that it's good or bad. It's not that something is better or worse. All I want people to know today is the word balanced is a label. It is not a definitive set of numbers that is consistent. And it's certainly not a legal definition. No, not at all. It is just a label. And I think that's the best way I can try and put a name to it because – it can be extremely misleading if you assume, and I'll give you some examples. The government super fund runs 72 to 74% in growth assets, right? PSSAP. Aware super in their PDS say we have 75% growth assets. Rest, 
okay, another industry fund, it runs 55% in growth assets. So there's a 20% swing in the allocation to growth-orientated assets. Now, when we say growth-orientated, we're talking about our broader exposures to Australian shares, international, property, and infrastructure, listed or unlisted. So generally speaking, those four investment categories are making up 74, 75, 55, yeah. 78 for Australian Retirement Trust. Right. Hester's about 70. Australian super varies between 72 and 74. And Host Plus is about 76. And I noticed that not one of them is below 50%. Yes. If, if they were really balanced, you'd think some would be above and some would be below. And all I want to point out today, I'm not saying by any stretch that one is better or worse mm. than the other. All I'm indicating here is look at what you're in and see what balance means in the fund that you choose to use. Now, I hate to uh, throw a spanner in the works, but there is a possible further complication here because when we talk about Australian shares, for example, there's a wide range of different shares and some of those shares might be considered to be more growth-oriented and some of those shares might be considered to be more defensively orientated. That is very much the case and, and that is where people move into a personal super fund or a self-managed super fund to have that added level of control in relation to what you're actually going to buy because people also come in with exactly that attitude and say, I don't like shares, they're dangerous or they're risky. Now, Commonwealth Bank and a diamond mine in Uganda have different risk profiles. But technically, you could buy a share in both of those examples. Yes. So we really need to look under the hood and say, what allocation am I running? And when we talk balanced, balanced growth, conservative growth, conservative balanced, whatever else people put a label to these different percentages, all we are talking here in generalisations are, on a percentage basis, how much of the super fund investments are at risk from going up and down, and how much is of a more defensive nature, which will be cash and fixed interest, which generally are far less volatile. It's the safer portion of the portfolio. And, you know, reading out those names there or, or, or those, those percentages yeah. is just to illustrate that I don't know what balance means. And I've, I've worked in this industry for over two decades. I don't know what balance means. If I run a balanced portfolio under our licensed provider, and most financial planners will be in this boat, we run 50-50. What I would say is truly a balanced portfolio. Half of it is growth, half of it is cash and defensive. That for me is a seesaw, half and half, it's level. What you call these different categories or these labels in some of these other funds, doesn't really matter what you call it. You need to look at the percentage allocated to Australian shares, property, infrastructure, and the international sector. That will give you your total weighting for how your fund is invested and the growth proportion that's appropriate for what you're in. Okay. And when we look at those numbers, and you've got seven examples there with seven different numbers, ranging mm. from a low of 55%, a high of 78%, it makes it very difficult, doesn't it, to compare one fund to another? Hugely. And, and this is where you need to be able to try and compare on an allocation basis. So in, in, in my industry, the term and the language used in the legislation is you must compare for something on a like-for-like -like basis. If you're in a fund and you're running 70% growth assets, you need to compare it to another fund 
with 70% growth assets. And this is where I find a lot of people struggle because they'll come in and say, oh, this one's better than that one. And anybody that's been in my office knows I talk about the speed of a car. If we both have the same car and yours is blue and mine is green and we're doing the same speed down a highway, we will get to the destination at a similar time. But if I'm doing 100 in a 100 zone and you're doing 140 in a 100 zone, I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> you might. I have my car and confiscated. <laughs> it's impossible for me to beat you. So when people look at other super funds and they go, oh, this one here is better than that one there, you're not actually doing potentially either fund any justice mm. because you could be, caring, could be comparing a car doing 140 kilometres in a 100 zone yeah. to one doing 100, which – is an illustration of those asset allocation percentages that I read out. Well, I guess the analogy goes even further, doesn't it? Because the car that's exceeding the speed limit might might anticipate getting to the destination more quickly, but mm. might also be more likely to have an accident or get uh, intercepted by oh. the police. So that would 100%. be that would be the metaphor for your um, more risky investment turning out not to be such a good investment. Well, and that's exactly what I say in in my office. If you're doing 160 or 180 in a hundred zone. Can you talk your way out of a ticket? Yeah. And most people go, well, no. And if you hit a tree, exactly. I'm probably dead. It, with that same vein, though, I would argue that doing 40 in a 100 zone is also risky because there's a very good chance you're going to annoy plenty of people behind you and you're also going to be late getting where you're going because in that example, fixed interest assets don't grow. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a lot of cash and a lot of fixed interest assets – you've limited your ability to offset the effect of inflation. So if you're trying to grow your super and you're comparing a fund that you're in at the moment with 40% growth assets to a fund with 75% growth assets and for some reason they're both in the balanced bucket, you're not comparing apples with apples. Um, it's like trying to compare a Mini to a Mack truck <laughs> and say they're both vehicles. So all I want people to take from today is Look at your asset allocation. If you're not sure, go onto the Superfund website, go onto the, the allocation that you're in, pick your balance, your growth, whatever, whatever you're in, and then there'll be a pie chart on the website and they'll show like slices of a pizza what each individual allocation is for the various components of investment that you have inside your account and get a handle on how you feel about that because everybody I find is very bullish in a positive environment and then wish they didn't have such an allocation when things turn bad. So you've got to remember it's for the longer term and you don't really want to be trying to pick the top and bottom of a market or stay completely out of a particular sector because everything has its day at different times. Now, we've been talking about the seesaw with growth on one end of the seesaw and defensive investments on the other, but hmm. another phrase that's used instead of defensive investments is income investments. So people say growth and income. Can we have both at the same time? I would argue that you can. Um, and an illustration of that, again, depending on how deep we want to go into the weeds here, you could argue that listed Australian shares would fall in both buckets. So Commonwealth Bank, for example, you want growth over time to offset inflation and you want to receive 4 to 5% of distributable income plus the franking credits. So this is where you now start to really get into the specifics of why you're holding something and what it's doing for you. So you can buy a share that pays very little income and has more growth. A good example of that would be CSL, the blood company. Yes. Okay. 
growth orientated, very small dividend. A bank, for example, gives you growth and gives you a really nice income stream. You could also buy um, a fixed interest asset or a converting preference share that gives you income, but very little growth. So whilst you're trying to maintain a suitable level of risk in totality, within each sector, a good advisor is then breaking down each of those areas and building a portfolio that has assets that complement each other, considering both the growth and the income needs of the investor. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio this afternoon. Today we're talking about what does balanced really mean when we're talking about your superannuation fund and uh, how can you choose between different funds that fly under the same flag. It is rather confusing. It's about 11 to 5. Back with more in just a moment. Seven minutes to 5. It's a Friday afternoon and that means Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio today. We're talking about what does balanced really mean when it comes to your investments. Mm. So Luke, what are the key things to remember? Yeah, look, I think the first thing out of the gates is consider what you need. Don't assume that the label is going to invest in a way that's appropriate for you and your short-term, medium-term, long-term needs. Have a look at the have a look at the pie chart, and actually then break down what's allocated to Australian shares, what's allocated to international, what's allocated to property and infrastructure. And if that is more than seventy percent, I would say that it, in my eyes, it's not balanced. Doesn't mean it's not appropriate. Let's not blend those two together. We're not saying it's not right. But the frustration is something like COVID happens and people say, well, I am truly conservative. They use a balanced option in a fund thinking it's 50-50 when it really isn't, as we saw before the ad break. Just know what you're holding. That's all I want people to do. Don't assume balanced is 50-50. Check and see what your fund is actually holding. If you want to then change it, try and then manipulate and say, well, if I am going to hold that one that's 74%, Do I want to take some of my total investment and hold more of a fixed interest or defensive percentage just to increase the level of risk-free or or, or lesser risk assets that are inside your portfolio? So check the asset allocation. Do that by checking the pie chart on the Superfund's website. Check the percentage allocation. Between 50 and 60, I would say, is truly balanced. anything up to sort of 70, you should now be looking at language like balance growth. Or if you're going to come down and say 60% in, in, in growth assets, you want conservative balanced, something around whether it's up or below, that balance language will give you an indication that it's probably closer to that 50-50 mark. Um, but do what's right for you. Don't just do what everybody else does. And don't assume that the default option in a fund is right for you either. So check your mix check the language, make sure your label is correct. And if you want to have a more active control over how things are invested, consider a personal super fund, self-managed super fund, or another more flexible vehicle. The other thing we haven't really touched on much uh, in this discussion about comparing funds uh, is the fees. Obviously, fees can vary a bit from one fund to another, can't they? It can very much so. So again, you generally find that the more aggressive you are, the higher the investment cost for a range of reasons. So whilst it's important to maintain the right investment option and the right label, that's what we're going to call them, you also then need to overlay that with, well, what is it costing me to be in this? But just keep in mind when you're comparing performance, there is a lot to consider over 
the total return or the, the percentage benefit and the cost of the fund. And just look at the percentage, not the label, if you're looking to move into another fund because you might be jumping out of the pot and into the fire. Um, just have an understanding of how fast that car is actually going so you're making a fair and reasonable comparison because before the outbreak we saw some fairly significant, there was 20% swing there between two funds yeah. with the same balance label. So just understand what you're in and then you can try and maximise the outcome of your opportunities. In fact, more than 20% in the in the biggest uh, different, di- differential yeah. there from 55 up to 78. So yeah. And I bet, and I bet if, we, if, we, if we extended that list from 7 to 10, we It'd could probably get more. a couple with, you know, 80 plus yep. still calling it balanced. So, Luke, it's time to ask where can listeners get more information? Yeah. Uh, 6260-4749 is the number in the office. Envisionfinancial.com.au. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker. Luke talks money on iTunes and Spotify. We've got Envision Financial Canberra on YouTube where we've got all of the shows. We've got YouTube Shorts. We've got the handle, The Strategy Stacker on the Tiki Talker. And Asset Allocation and Risk Profiles have their own chapter in Smart Money Strategy, your ultimate guide to financial planning in all good bookstores and online with Amazon and Booktopia. Sensational. Luke, have a fabulous week and we'll catch you again next Friday. See you next week. Luke Smith from Envision Financial, back with us again in the studio at the same time next Friday afternoon. Right now it's three minutes to five. All the latest news is next.